0: Welcome back to Not Like a Regular Mom podcast. As I've mentioned before, my first son had colic. If you are lucky enough to be unfamiliar with that, it meant that he screamed for all hours on end, all day, every day, for the first few months of his life. And beyond that, he was like a really high needs baby, as they say. He couldn't really tolerate being put down in like a little swing or anything. He had all this energy, he needed constant attention and feedback. So it was really hard. Really exhausting, and I was also working full time from home without childcare, and this was pre-COVID. And my husband, on top of it, worked twelve-hour shifts overnight. So, needless to say, I had very little time for myself, and keeping a schedule was just vital to keeping my life running. So, of course, the I was surrounded by some just you wait moms when I was pregnant, who told me that I would never sleep again. But I went into pregnant, you know, when I was pregnant, I went into having my baby thinking, all right, I'm not really someone who needs a lot of sleep. I'll figure it out. I'll I'll be okay. And I naturally functioned on not much sleep <laughs> throughout my whole life. So I didn't think it would be as bad as it was. But when reality kicked in, all I wanted was sleep and peace and quiet, predictability. Just I just wanted to sleep normal again. So at some point, a friend of mine gave me a copy of this book called 12 Hours of Sleep by 12 Weeks Old by Susie Giordano, and she gave it to me because she received two copies, which I actually thought was a really good sign too, because two moms recommended this book. Um, and the title alone was just intriguing. I was like, is it really possible for a baby that young to sleep that much? I just It was so new to me as a first-time mom to begin with, I just didn't really know what to expect. So When Michael was about nine weeks old, I cracked the book open and I was honestly wondering how I was going to find the time and the mental capacity to read a whole book and absorb any information at that point. But Susie does an incredible job of acknowledging that and meeting parents where they are. And the book is very direct and to the point and without leaving out any details. So I actually finished it in maybe two days And I felt so ready to take it all on immediately. So the real question was, did it work? And it did. My husband and I were in shock. Our family members couldn't believe that this little baby was sleeping through the night, honestly, before 12 weeks, I think like 10, 11 weeks. Um, Her techniques were essentially foolproof. And doing it now the second time around with my second son, and now that my older son is four and a half, it just has made so much sense for our life and our family, and it just lays down this foundation of really good habits to fall back on. Um, and like I said, at least for the first four and a half years of, of childhood, it's it's been so helpful. And it's one of those things that it's like the first step into finding your confidence and your footing as a parent and that sense of pride in your child and, and that confidence in your child too, that they can do these things and you got this. And um, it's just been a game changer. So I am so honored to welcome today's guest, the author of 12 Hours of Sleep by 12 Weeks Old, The Baby Sleep Solution, and her newest book, Room to Grow, Susie Giordano, aka The Baby Coach. Hi, Susie. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For having me, oh, you made me blush with all this wonderful story. I, uh, I always tell parents, and I told you before that, uh, you know, it, it's just words without the commit committed parent, and so you did the work, and so. Pat yourself
0: on the back oh. for me, and good job. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I know I said this before, but you really are a hero in my house. You you saved us. You really just restructured our lives, and we are so grateful. And I cannot wait to talk to you about everything to do with your technique. So let's start out. What makes you, you know, not like a regular mom? <sighs>
1: Well, I was thinking about uh, that and uh, I think is I was a mom at a very young age and uh, I always welcome a lot of uh, advice and many times I follow them, but I uh, always in a very critical way and it says, okay, this, does this work for me, you know, and uh, try to adjust that. In, in my culture, I'm from Brazil, uh, that's very unusual, and then uh, and also I had to uh, adjust those advice for a working mom because you know that's what I was. I was a working mom. I I didn't have the the privilege or you know of just staying home and and that's the only job I'm doing, which is the hardest job. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know. Uh, yes, so it's. Uh, but I think at a, that if I look back where I come from and uh, the way I saw things, that made me unusual for my culture, you know, that mm-hmm. I questioned and was always open to, to learn from other people's experience.
0: That's amazing. That, I think that that is, it kind of really ties back into your whole method too. Um, and you have five kids.
1: Five kids
0: just incredible yeah. i always say moms that have four or more kids could just run the world <laughs> like there is nothing there is no harder job than that i mean i always say i struggled with just one so i'm always blown away by anybody that can be outnumbered <laughs> so um i'm just so impressed and i and your story is is so incredible um because you not only have five kids but two of them are twins so that in itself it must have just yes, been. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: I have one, and I thought that was hard enough. Yeah. Something
0: like that. Yeah. Um, Post- so tell us the core of your method to sleep train babies, and what makes it stand out from other methods. Yeah, let me just point it out. Uh, what you the question you asked before about you know people that have. Uh, oh yeah, a lot of kids. Yeah, more than four. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I'll tell you this: uh, it's no harder than one, a person that has one baby, and I'll tell you that is a huge responsibility because we're raising adults, right? Mm. So it's it's uh, enormously important that we all feel good that you know if you're entrusted with that. Uh, job of raising an adult for a future society that uh, we don't compare us with anybody else because each one, uh, in some aspects, is harder to have just one baby, and in other aspects, it's harder to have more than one.
0: That but is uh, true. we
1: all have a fundamental, important, uh, f- fundamentally important job because we're raising our neck the next generation, right? So, whether you have one or ten, hey. <laughs>
0: oh, <my Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that is true. I i have a friend who has five kids too. And she, I asked her before we had a baby, I said, What was harder going from what was the hardest jump from zero to one or two to three? And she said, Oh, zero to one, hands down. You're, once your life has changed, once you're a parent, you get it. Like you've gone through the struggles. It's just, it's challenging, you know? <laughs> yeah, not no going into the not knowing. And
1: then yeah. eventually your baby teaches you to trust yourself yes. to expand through that experience. And then the second is a little uh, easier. The third, a little easier. It gets a little louder yes. or <laughs> around yes. you. But other than that, you know, there's a lot of perks of having a lot of kids. They play, they, if they're playing are right. they play with stuff. Oh, so awesome. Like, it's awesome. Uh, it's good either way. But zero to one is, it's challenging.
0: Yeah, I do agree. Yes. So, yeah, so tell us the core of your method and how it stands out from the other sleep training methods out there and and tell us everything.
1: Well, I believe that uh, sleep training is giving your baby the opportunity to try. There's a lot of information out there that, you know, tells you they're too extreme for me as an individual and as a mother, right? Let your baby just cry. The cried-out method is something that I would never be able to do it. Mm. Or hold your baby, wear your baby, mm. you know, sleep with your baby. That would never work for me because I, I was a mother. I am a mother of five yes. kids, so it's like okay, I can't wear two babies right. at the same time. So it's like you know, uh, I, I, I cannot lay down with one to take a nap and then later on lay right. down with the other one to take a nap. It, that just wouldn't work for me. But at the same time, so when I decided I was gonna do this, I was gonna do it in a compassionate way where my kids had a voice too. So I would let them cry a little bit, step away and do it again. So I like to think that is, uh, although challenging because there will be some crying, my is brings a lot of uh, compassion. Yeah, it's you know? gentle. <laughs> Yeah, for, for the child and for the parent. Why? Because you're not just gonna do it once. That's the thing with sleep training. You're gonna have to like, uh, 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 is, is sleep training is the seed for boundaries, right? And the, the, the parent is the one that determines those boundaries until the child can determine for themselves. Mm. You, you is entrusted to raise that kid for society. I always like to tell parents, which is kind of sad, is that your baby is a gift you don't get to keep because your baby go- is going to grow mm-hmm. and live their own story. And in you is entrusted to put all that uh, information there, how to function in society. And it starts with the first and most important, with the foundation of everything, which is sleep. I'm going to teach you how to be an independent speaker. Yeah. But you can do it in a compassionate way that empowers you. It doesn't crush you.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. When people hear the phrase sleep training, they think crying it out. They think just torturing their babies and being kind of cold and detached. But it's just your method is so different. It's so encouraging and warm um, and practical. Um, so how did you come up with it? And when did you realize that it worked pretty universally for most babies? Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, in the front of our book, 12 Hours by 12 Weeks, you have a run out of the story that, you know, I was drowning. My babies weren't sleeping through the night. I was visiting my parents. My mom looks at me and say, you're not going to make it. And I was <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm not going to make it. I got it. And my my dad actually, uh, I, I like to say, gave me permission to say, you need to do something that works for you, not for anybody else. Because in the end, the bug stops there. You have to live with this, yeah. you know? So I did it. I, I, I just, we trained my twins, and no, I couldn't just let them cry. I, you know, I did it on in, in, in my way. So fast forward, I came to the United States in 1990, uh, and my brother, the reason why I came to this country, my brother, Carlos Molina, He uh, was a Navy SEAL that got shot in Panama. So my whole family moved here, right? And he told a friend of his who had just had triplets that, uh, you know, my kids, my sister's kids are pretty good. We need to (laughs) talk to her. (laughs) And then uh, uh, I went in and he's like, can you put my kids to sleep through the night? I was like, I can try. So I did what I did with my own children. Right? And mm-hmm. they were because they were at that time six months old. It was a pretty quick. And of course, nine in the nineteen nineties, where you know, in vitro was coming out, there was a lot of greater multiple yes. right, right. twins. And that spread like wildfire. This woman actually gets her babies to sleep independently. Oh you know, nobody God. has to hold them. And uh, so that was it I was working and wow. then you know that demand it became huge so my mom came to work with me and my sister came it was the ideal job for me because I, I could you know work all night and be home for my kids during the day wow. so and uh fast forward a few years uh on a Sunday afternoon we're at my kitchen table talking to my sister and she's like there has to be some you know logic to the what you do, because you're not that special, so it has to be stuff. (laughs) that's my sister talking me. You don't have the magic touch, it's like, no, these kids are doing this, you're not doing it, they're doing it, to her credit, you know, so let's all start writing it down, what, you know, when it happens, when you have that feeling that's about to happen, and that's how the 12 hours by 12 weeks came uh, to be, Because then I knew, okay, at this age, at this weight, you're gonna see a natural uh, pattern being established. Not because I'm magic, but as a species, Mm -hmm. you come into this world from a perfectly balanced world, you know, the womb, to uh, not so perfect. So the baby has to adjust. After the baby adjusts, which I believe it happens somewhere between six and eight weeks, then naturally, Okay, The baby would fall into the pattern of sleeping longer at night and be more alert and awake during the day. But at that time, parents, because before their parents, they're, you know, human beings, they're going into uh, lack of sleep for uh, eight weeks. So mm-hmm. that's when the mistakes start uh, to happen. And uh, You start making you know shortcuts because then like sleep deprivation will do that uh, to you, you know, and uh, so that's how I was like, okay, let me put it all in writing and uh, and see how it works. So, at that point, we. before once we sensed when it happened we start being proactive okay this is what we're going to do um and this is when we're going to do it
0: yeah and, and so, i yeah go. and
1: th- that's how the method was uh, born it's like okay try wow. and error we run
0: our own uh, uh research yeah right yes and you know there's and something
1: been for 30 years and i'm still excited about it every time you know,
0: uh, a child does. It's like, this is just so cool. And it's really accurate. (laughs) I have to tell you, I am someone who's, you know, a little skeptical out of fear. I think when I have a newborn, I've just been afraid (laughs) of the newborn period. And you mentioned in your book that this period from six to eight weeks, and it is, you're like, the happiest babies will struggle from six to eight, even, even the happiest babies will struggle from six to eight weeks. It's just a very difficult period. And that is when I hear, from almost every mom friend that I have at that six week point, they're just like, I'm losing my mind. And it's like the combination yeah, of. It's, yeah. Sli- it's like a switch. Yes. So you
1: had a baby that only slept, and all of a sudden. Right. And I've noticed that, and you know, nights are long. But yeah. Not in the nursery somewhere. And I would start doing my own research. It was like, is it, it, it what what happens to babies? And I start doing research. It's like, okay, babies go through a developmental stage. And
0: yeah.
1: Their, uh, digestive system, talking to doctors and all that. It's like, oh, so that's what's happening. Yeah. So once once you, you're exposed to it again and again and again, you can help us see the pattern. That's
0: crazy. It's crazy. You know? And it's really and then, true. Yeah.
1: When I saw the patterns, I was like, this is what's going to happen so it's like a big storm that comes your way and if you know it's coming hold on tight yes it's gonna go away
0: yeah that's the thing your book gives somebody like me especially where i just get anxious about it you know it gave me a lot of peace of mind and a lot of just trust like trust the process trust She's an expert. Like you said, you've been doing this for for 3 decades, you know. There's a reason why she she says this and I just with my second son it was it was hard. I was like, "Oh god, but what if what if he secretly actually has colic too and I'm just in denial?" But I was like, "No, this is the 6 to 8 week period and it it's just hard. And I held on and by after the eighth week, I started sleep training with your method and it just worked again. Because you, you do think with that second one, you're just like, what if the first one was a fluke? What if I just got lucky? But it really just works. Like, it just works. <laughs> I can't say oh, it enough. I heard a lot of Like, what if you go home and then the baby starts Right. Off? That's... You know, I'm not the magic. Exactly. You're not a magician. You're just good.
1: No, they are doing
0: it. They are doing it. You
1: are doing it by reinforcing it. Yeah. You know, I just got to to be fortunate enough. And I tell this to people a lot. There's nothing much special about me as a person. I don't know much. I
0: know this. You're amazing.
1: I know this because I was privileged enough that people trusted me their babies again and again and again and i was and i was able to look from a perspective of a mom who struggled yeah because i'll tell you i made all the mistakes that you could make with a baby i did with my three uh, first oh. the, the twins when i was giving the multiples that's when it's like oh gosh i gotta do something yeah and then when i was like on my edge and it was a uh, best thing that could have happened to me, because then it gave me that perspective and that passion to tell other parents that, hey, you can do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? yes. So how did it become so popular? Was it really just word of mouth? And then when your book came out, it just kind of spread like wildfire?
1: Well, uh, it came, uh, uh, you know, in Washington, D.C., I was known for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, word of mouth.
0: Yeah, it's okay, so great. I, uh,
1: <laughs> yes. And then this reporter from the Washington Post, Dana Newbank, he reached out to me and said, Hey, I heard you can put a baby to sleep through the night. I have a 10 month old. She's wonderful, but she cries every night. But if your method involves anything like crying, then don't even bother wow. with, you know, getting back to me. Oh. And he's a really tough reporter from Washington. <laughs> oh <laughs> but when it comes to babies, what you find out is like, oh my gosh, all they want's is the best, what's the best. Right. So I said, Dana, uh, uh, she's already crying all night. So I cannot tell you she's not gonna cry. She's gonna not gonna cry, but then she's gonna learn something so valuable that all the crying is gonna go away. Wow. So to make a long story short, I went and. You know, their daughter slept through the night, and his wife was the one to say, "Hey, Dana, you have to put this on the post. People need to know that you can do this without, you know, all this crying." Yeah. And uh, and then he did. And at the same time, it happened that I was already, you know, writing the book. Wow. And because the demand was so big. So I decided, you know what, I'm gonna write something. When people call me and say, hey, I can't work for you, but I have a book that will, you know, like a Cliff Notes kind of thing that will help you do it. Because I couldn't uh, fulfill the demand. The Washington Post came, and that's when I went, you know, worldwide. Wow. Yeah, and then the word was really spread out. And and the little book is like, you know, uh, uh, a star, Itself is is uh, and I think if you if uh, what puts my book aside from the other ones, I'm that trusted you know car guy <laughs> that uh, you know in the small town that to say hey you know what you do you just click to the right until you hear the click. And yes. that's it So the book it doesn't go into the details why is happening you know. It just tells you, hey, this is how you do it. And yeah. parents, like you said, they don't have the time or the energy to read. Why do I need to do this? Just tell me what to do and how to get the result. And I think that's what I managed to do with the, with the first book is to say, hey. And I had parents trust uh, enough or they were desperate enough,
0: just like,
1: no, I'll, I'll try anything. Yeah. And those that did it, it, spread the word because a lot of my uh, sales of a book, it's all word of mouth. One telling another, that's another, that's another.
0: It's honestly so, I mean, that, like I said, that's how I learned about it. Somebody just gave me the book. Yes. I, I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have this. So- yeah, and I get so many emails,
1: that, you know, being
0: thankful because it's like make sure you tell your friend that told you yes and it's touchy thank you for that it's touchy because moms don't spreading uh you
1: know good
0: information yeah and moms aren't always open to advice and and being told what to do it's a little especially now it's a little touchy but this book i just last week or two weeks ago a friend of mine reached out. She just had her second baby and she was saying, I'm really struggling. And I just told her like, this is what worked for us and I really believe in it and it worked for me twice. So there is a way to do it. And she got the book and she just told me today that it's only been a week and her daughter, like they've seen an improvement. So it's just, it's nothing that I think upends your life. I think it just gives you just a a path to work towards. So, um, you know. Yes.
1: And then when you give it without, that's what I want to tell you. Yes all the good advice you have and good experience you have, give it without judgment. Not yes. with the expectation that they're going to use this. Like, this is what worked for me, you know, if you want to give it a try. And uh, if they do, they'll be the next one
0: spreading the word. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And that it's a true testament to your method, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you, you boast a really impressive success rate. So what is your success rate currently?
1: Well, I, I like to tell, well, with our services, I like to say 100% because I don't believe in leaving any uh, baby behind. You know, uh-huh. If your baby's not doing, it's not because he can't do it or she can't do it. It's because we're missing something. Mm. Not because I'm magic. And the same thing with the books that I uh, wrote. Uh, it's You will have success. And if you're not doing having success, you're missing something. So go back to the drawing board you know, and say, okay, how, uh, what is it that I'm missing? Why? Because your baby is a human being, okay? As a species, we sleep at night, okay? Hmm. Now, uh, for him to develop his own uh, abilities, you, are, you have to allow them room to grow, the opportunity to try, okay? So the disconnect, if your child is not doing, is... Uh, just in that okay, so why isn't my baby doing and how can I at? Um, different ages, how can I guide him into? Uh, uh, either go back to what he knew how to do or how to become uh, An independent sleeper, okay, and that comes to our current book room to grow which gives parents Uh, to children older than uh, 12 weeks all the way to elementary school age on how to navigate those changes uh, if you already sleep train your baby or how to get a baby that was never able, a Mm. child that was never able to sleep independently, how to do that uh, step by step.
0: Yeah, and as we were saying before we started recording, uh, you know, babies go through so many different things, and I always say the second you get comfortable, they level up on you, and you have to sort of relearn different things. You know, whether it's like a sleep regression or just like these developmental changes where they they become more independent and assertive, and they have preferences. You just—it's the same method, I am sure. Like it kind of goes back to the same principles of setting boundaries and. But I I'm, I cannot wait to get this, this newer book because I really think it's valuable. Because my son, my older son is an incredible sleeper. But, you know, we have this whole bedtime routine that gets a little crazy, too. You know, everything has to be just so with a four-year-old. Yeah.
1: And one thing that I did on my first book that I tried to, because now I know better, okay, is I don't want the... The, the method and the, the routine and all that to be so
0: rigid. Right.
1: That you become a hostage. Yes. Of it. You can go anywhere because my baby is such a good sleeper. Then right. You, then, you're, then, you're chi- then you raise a child to be too uh, rigid. Yeah. Okay. No, the, 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 the method is not there to make you hostage of it. It's there to set you free so you can live your life the most joyful and best way possible so you have to learn how to be flexible mm-hmm. so part of the journey that you you know from when your baby is very little into uh being a toddler of a, a newborn is one thing being a a parent of a toddler is a different thing yeah of a five year old is a different thing of a teenager is a different thing so not just your i tell parents the journey of the baby is to break free, is to learn more, is to expand. The journey of the parent is to let go. Oh
0: you know, yeah. Like,
1: okay, yeah. That's that so true. That yeah, so it was okay. Now my baby, first they're contained into a crib, then they're gonna be contained into a room, then they're gonna be contained into a house, and then they walk out because they're going to college or Oh my whatever. God, right. So, so it's like, yeah, and you have to prepare them and yourself for each uh, phase because you know uh, you gotta let them become who they're meant to be become their own selves and they want that and it uh, which is for parents is uh, it's challenging you know because if we had a way uh, our babies would be happy 24 hours a day seven right. days a week from the moment they came out of the womb Unfortunately, that's not the reality so we got to prepare them for, to be good functioning adults, Yeah, you know, as much as possible. I like to say what you don't teach your child, life will, life is not as
0: tight. Mm. And, and like you've said, like sleep is really like, they use sleep deprivation as torture. So when you're a parent and you're not sleeping well, you can't even do any of that. You can't give your child the life that you want to give him Because you are so... Yeah,
1: and and that's very important that we allow ourselves to say, before I'm a parent, I'm a human being. Yeah. I need the rest, okay? I need that, that, that," because there's nothing that one will ever do that compares to the the privilege of raising another human being. Mm. It's very challenging, because how do human beings uh, learn? Through repetition? So you talk to any parents, you know, you don't say, hey, you say, thank you. And you child says, to say, oh, okay, thank you. No, right. you have to repeat a million times <laughs> until they finally get it, yes. you know? Don't bite, don't hit. Right. So all those lessons you're doing through repetition, which it can be emotionally and physically exhausting, right? Yeah. So you need to recharge yourself to be able to be the best version of yourself. You cannot be the best version of yourself if you're sleep deprived so when you decide to do sleep training your baby uh wins twice one he's gonna get the best most restorative sleep that is optimal for his growth and he's gonna get a better parent why because a rested parent is a better parent
0: i love that yeah
1: yeah and that's 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 the true truth of the matter so and a uh, a lot of the information that's out there oh sleep training is selfish no sleep training is the most selfless thing you can do why because you allow your baby to become and, and develop their own abilities it's not easy it takes especially for women we're emotional beings it takes everything in you to hold back to allow your baby to go through that. So when I say three minutes, I tell people, oh, three three minutes is
0: that enough, honey? It's gonna be, good. it's gonna feel like 300 years." It does. I always say that. <laughs> it's the longest three minutes of your life and we're referring three to minutes. the yes. amount of crying. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. I said, and, and that's one of the things. Is like I, I, I wrote a chapter in a book called The "Experts uh, on Naps," right? And that's when I decided I would all I would do this forever, because um, I never want to forget how it feels uh, to hear a baby crying. Mm. To this day, I've been doing this for thirty years, and I work with kids from twelve weeks to fourteen. Okay. Wow. That uh, the feeling of, the, of those three is like I still sweat cold over it.
0: Oh and my I god! Put my
1: parents hand, it's like, hold on, it's, it, it's going to be all right. But oh. my heart rate is like through the roof because it, 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 you know it goes against everything our, our making. When a baby cries, we tend to it. Yeah. To hold back it's very
0: unnatural. But you know what? You know? I found that the, it's, like, I always remind myself it's just three minutes, and I remind myself the baby will stop crying eventually. Like, your baby's not going to cry forever. And also, it's really an important lesson to learn to just take a beat as a parent. Just take a moment, take a yes. breath before you react to almost anything, as long as they're safe, you know, as as a parent. Yes. It's a really yes. good skill to learn. <laughs> so. Yes, and
1: because remember, as you go through this process not just your baby is learning you're learning yourself too it's like slow down don't overreact yeah. don't you know don't don't uh, because what i've learned since is like the most and that's what i want every parent to know the most sophisticated way of communication between our species is the emotional communication okay so if you panic your baby's going to panic yeah that's the, yeah. that's what they're going to draw from and, and the reason why I say that, for example, you see some really awful thing happening somewhere where there's a war. You're in, you're in a place of peace, but there's a war and mm. you see a parent and your heart Ugh. hurts. Yes. Just with the image of it. You just communicated emotionally with somebody you never met that is far, far from where you are. Okay, when you see a dog uh, happy and you pat the dog and you feel happy, you just communicated with a different species emotionally. Okay, that, 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 that dog made you happy.
0: Right, right.
1: Without you doing anything. So, emotion is the most sophisticated way of communicating. Once you realize that, then it's like, okay, for me to get my baby to calm down, I need to calm down. Mm. So. Take deep breaths, you know, calm yourself down, and then go in with, with that uh, emotional being, because your baby will sense that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's so, tapping yeah, into the confidence. That, yeah. Yeah. So, super. You know, there are so many myths I have found in the past. You know, four and a half years that. I hear a lot from parents and this is, of course, unless your baby is struggling to gain weight or your, you know, always go by what your pediatrician says, but a lot of parents, I'm talking, I know parents who have like seven month old babies, they feel that whenever their child wakes up in the middle of the night, their baby must be hungry. So is that usually the case? Is this something that... uh, That's
1: a myth. And that's why sometimes the parents, usually kids that, and I'll tell you why isn't it. Usually kids that eat less during the day, uh, parents don't know why. And then it's like, oh, I need to feed them at night because they they don't want the solids. Right. They don't, they're not eating as well during the day. Why? Because a baby doesn't care <laughs> if the calories are coming 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. Mm. They're gonna eat a certain amount of calories, right? The only way to trigger them being hungrier during the day is to do that deficit in calories in the middle of the night. So a very simple way that I try to explain to parents is food, milk, or foreign, a bottle, whatever, solids, is fuel. Okay? It is where it's the energy that enables us to function as human beings. Right? So now think, uh, when you're sleeping, the expenditure of calories it's minimal. It's like we're parked, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a car. You put gas in a car that's driving the road. You don't put gas in a car that's parked in a driveway. Right. It doesn't need the gas. It's the same thing with a baby. At night, we are in a dormant stage where actually uh, the brain is working a cellular level. So it doesn't need to digest anything because digestion actually takes a lot of calories, right? So if it's digesting, then you you won't be able to uh, overcome that unless you start making a little bit of that deficit so they can eat a little bit more during the day. So if they eat more during the day, they're gonna eat less at night and there you go. You You change the cycle. All you need is a little bit of courage. If, when you have a little bit of courage, you can trigger a change in your life that can be magnificent.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that parents feel guilty, like, Oh, I'm gonna my, my baby if they're if they're waking up they need the comfort, they need the you know, the nourishment whether especially for breastfeeding moms, that's how they bond and there's just something in your brain that tells you like, Oh, my baby needs to eat you know? But yeah. I it's just I, I have a hard time communicating with those mom friends, because it's like, no, I think your baby's okay. You don't want to tell the mom, like, no, you're wrong. You know, but that is, they get used to waking up too. They get used to it and they look forward to it. Oh, like, yeah. oh, I know I get a little and, snack.
1: And it can become a habit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that can go on for, but remember that, um, and, and moms get confused and that's where people like you come very handy is that moms get confused with because of the information that's out there. We already have the natural tendency of thinking, I'm not doing a good job, of am yeah. carrying a lot of guilt for whatever reason. And, and, and there's a lot of people that feeds that fear.
0: Yes, totally.
1: Feeds that fear. So I think what we need to do is like maybe you should try, if feeding in the middle of the night, obviously it's not optimal because then you don't sleep and the baby don't sleep maybe you should start taking a little bit off, you know, not yeah. a whole, because the whole bodice or the nursing, one minute at a time, just like to see if you see a little bit of difference, you know, like, yes. we need to be, as mom, uh, we need to be gentle with each other. And, but at the end of the day, it's a personal choice. Yes, I believe uh, uh, sleep training uh, will only come when you're ready. Because that is something that I witnessed again and again. I made a business out of it.
0: Right. right.
1: It's just a matter of time until you come to the realization, this is not going to work. And sometimes it comes, you know, you're proactive like you did, which I wish everybody would do. Because if you do it before 12 weeks, it's so, the whole thing is
0: just so much easier. It is. No yeah. big, big, bad habit has
1: been established. But after that, then it's a pattern of behavior, and it you know kids don't get uh, cry less. On the contrary, they'll cry more. They'll they'll, they'll negotiate more as they get older. That's really so true. It's just a matter of time until uh, they break you because yeah. you will come to a point like I can't. You either you're gonna start resenting your kid because it's like what else you want from me, yeah. you know, or you're uh, you know. You're gonna be confronted. Okay, this is not working, because that instinct that we talked about earlier—it's they're telling you what to do. This is this, this. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing it.
0: Yeah. But every
1: person has their own
0: timing. Right. Be, okay. And I do get it. I mean, when you're when your baby wakes up, especially if you haven't cut out, if you haven't really done a formal sleep training, or haven't, you know. Tried not feeding them overnight, it feels, I must feel unnatural. Like, oh, I've been doing this for so long, how could I not feed my baby? This is just what we do, no, and you well, get used to it.
1: And then there is the, it is the quick um, fix.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay, because yeah. you're a cranky baby, whatever. It's 2 a.m., all I have to do is put the nipple on their mouth. Yep. And we're both back sleep, or all I have to do is give a bottle. You know, so it's,
0: Yeah, it's, it's a something. slippery slope. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's like okay. Do I take this out and risk the baby not going back to sleep? You almost scared of them.
0: Mm. Oh, I <laughs> like, I one hundred percent was.
1: <laughs> I tell parents, it's like I'm scared of babies because they're committed to their cause. I'm gonna have my way. Like,
0: oh, no, yeah, I don't <laughs> and it really so, like I really like what you keep saying about you know they're going to cry anyway, or they're probably crying more because at this point when you have a sleep trained baby like my baby. My babies at this point, like, don't re- really wake up at all, knock on all the wood <laughs> during the night, yeah. you know, and there is no crying, and that is very kind, and you just kind of have to get over that little hump, but how long would you say your method typically does take to work? Is it like the, is it four weeks? Well, weeks? no,
1: at any age, and I tell that to
0: parents. Like, I can't. From I eight can't even weeks. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, but it,
1: it's, sleep is a primary need. Okay. And uh, every human needs it. So it's going to sting for three days, Mm -hmm. like where, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on your baby's uh, child's age, they're going to cry or whimper. But within a week, you're going to have significant improvement. But they they always encourage parents, don't start unless you have a window of two weeks. Okay, for you to uh, to do it, so they can practice enough. They become, uh, you know, good at it. Yeah. Now, the older they get, the more it's going to stink. But I always say, uh, you know, through many many years of research myself, uh, I have found that sleep uh, is, you know, oxygen, sleep, water, and food. We can go longer without uh, eating or drinking, then you can go without sleep. Mm. Okay, so any effort you put on your baby uh, uh, it, to teach them how to be independent, sleep, the progress is going to be so quickly that you're going to want to bang your head on the wall. <laughs> Why didn't I do this before? So don't do don't bang your head on the wall. <laughs> it's, all right, it's all right. But it's like, you can do it. Don't let the fear... And the rumors or the myth that is like it has to be this traumatic thing. No, it actually drinking be something that is really empowering. Yes, uh, completely. As a parent, you know, because then you know you see the the the, 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 the potential of what your kid can can uh, can learn, and and it grows you inside that's like oh I can follow through, and that's what it is when you're consistent enough and your baby uh see that you're willing to follow through with that okay then there is this uh, uh i, I want to say boundary but there is this understanding between parent and kid where uh they know who's in charge and they trust the person that's in charge which then translate not in just good nights of sleep it translates on a uh, a calmer baby during the day, a less whining baby today, is a less overwhelming job yeah. during the day. So only goodness comes out of uh actually putting that for everybody, for the whole family. We all need good rest. I'm telling you, when you take care of a baby all day, knowing that you have that hope oh, at seven o'clock, they're going to be that.
0: Nothing like it. And
1: I can go take a shower. Yeah. I can check my Instagram. I can do something for myself to keep me sane so I can be the best version of myself. So you it comes sleep training comes with that gratitude, it's like, Oh my gosh, my babies are so good. Look, they sleep all night. You know? And it comes with that, oh, no matter how tough the day goes, at the end of the day, seven o'clock lights up.
0: It's so true. It is like <laughs> The consistency and just knowing that it's the light at the end of the tunnel for every day. And another thing that I loved about your training is that a lot of the focus is not so much at night as much as it is during the day when it comes to feeding. And it gives you like structure for your actual days too, which I didn't anticipate, you know, like feeding every four hours. Like that was structure that actually like this training actually helps your entire life because it's day and night training in that way.
1: Yes. Well, it's, it's a philosophy. It's a way of seeing parenting. It's like, you know, they are uh, uh, intricately uh, connected, you know. Yeah. So as a parent, you have a lot of things that, okay, I, I want my baby to sleep through the night, but not at the cost of my baby not eating enough during the day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you constantly try to do what's best, for your baby. And that's what I try to do, kind of put in uh, a structure during the day that's optimum for the night. And uh, it's all about empowering the parents to say, okay, you have to challenge yourself to push a little bit so you can fall. Because if you push yourself a little bit, nature is absolutely magnificent. Everything, it's, 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 it's a, a system that is perfection in itself. So if you allow, if you push the baby a little bit, what you're gonna notice is okay. If they get into their rhythm of eating during the day, they're <laughs> not gonna be waking up at night. And if they don't wake up at night, if they sleep through the night, then they're more energetic and, and you know ready to fall into that rhythm of uh, eating at a certain time and right. you know uh, naps at a certain time. And it takes everybody into consideration you know, and uh, um, to have a predictable day makes parenting so much easier.
0: So much easier. give (laughs) the
1: baby, you know, the time to digest the food, it makes it growing so much easier. So it all works together. But uh, we live in a society that if you do anything, they'll facilitate your life itself.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, I, I, my trick within this trick (laughs) my method within this method i should say is i mean i was very 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 lucky very privileged that my husband not that he is his job gave him a month off from work but he saved up every day uh, every hour of his time off to take a month of like paternity leave essentially he took vacation for a month um and we were very strategic this time around um where we made this method work even more for us by having shifts for he and I so yes we have an older son so we were only able to do four hour shifts ideally I would have liked five hour shifts but it was like four hours because that's like a REM cycle right so we we would split up the night from like you know um one or it was like 12 to four and four to eight is how we did it so whoever was on the 12 to four shift would be like on alert with the baby monitor like in case the baby woke up and 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 working the feedings around the ideal schedule and everything. And then the other person would be in another room with a sound machine blasting, like dead to the world, sleeping. So the one parent was doing the training and the other parent was sleeping, and then we would alternate. So we would at least get a solid four hours.
1: (laughs) Yes,
0: because you need it too. Yeah, so it was really helpful to get, like your spouse has to be on board or their partner has to be on board because it is the game changer. You need to have if you have the help, you can do it. I mean, with my, my first son, my, my husband worked overnight, so I didn't have that, but this time around, like we were able to do it. If you can do it, that has helped too. Yes. Well,
1: because you need the rest too. So I always tell uh, people it's like uh, sleep training can actually be something because it needs to be uh, teamwork. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because, it, and then it, it it makes your relationship with your partner that much stronger because you, uh, you you each have to understand we have personal needs mm-hmm. we need a, a stretch of sleep you know mm-hmm. and uh, and that and there's so much goodness that comes into that that's like we're working for this as a family yeah because if we teach our child to be an independent sleeper you know that will translate on the greatest gift you can give your child, which is a good relationship between uh, the parents.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. like, there were like these little wins in it. It was like, okay. And then the baby was like nine weeks old. We're like, we got this. It's just a few more weeks. Like we were a team. And then when we started doing it, it's like, we're doing it. We got this. We're a team. And then when he started to sleep through the night, it was like, look, we, got, we did it. And now what show do you want to cool. watch? <laughs> you know? Like we had our nights well, back, I did
1: it. and it's something that now you look back you feel so proud. Yeah. And then you look at the side, it's like, okay, look at him. He, you know, he sleeps well, so you know, he, his life is so much easier because yes. there is a little bit of a structure there. Totally. And, uh, and, and I, 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 I only see goodness in it, and yeah. I. I, I think that you know every family would uh, benefit from it, and I hope everybody will give it a try at some point whenever they're ready because it's life changing.
0: I so agree.
1: Life enhancing, it's it really is. I think sleep is deserving of the respect and attention. I try to inspire everybody to give it to because it's fundamental for uh,
0: good health. Yeah. And I, I yeah. And, and I hope that, you know, moms can learn to detach the guilt from it because self care yeah. in that way, it's vital. It's not a luxury. Like you deserve to sleep. Your baby deserves a well-rested parent. You don't win any awards for not sleeping, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, but this is what I love about this generation that's having babies is like, uh, um, You know, before it was all about sacrifice. Motherhood was all about sacrifice. I think now motherhood should be uh, more about inspiring the next Mm -hmm. generation of respecting their own needs. You know, our daughters are watching, Mm -hmm. our sons are watching and how the parents respect themselves and how they treat themselves. You know, so we are taking that bulk of like, you need to be the self-sacrificing. right? Oh, you know, like it, it's you inspire, you know, I always tell parents, be the person you want your child to be. If you want them to be respectful of their own uh, health needs, be uh, respectful of your own health needs. It's you know, so like true. Sleep, exercise, sleep, sleep is important. Sleep is so, so, so important. So they're going to be uh, uh, led into the world with that understanding. I need to respect my sleep. Uh, Sleep is very important for me to function at my optimum, you know, whether I'm a teenager or a grown adult. And uh, and so I think it's a great gift to give yourself and your child.
0: I so agree. It really has, like I said, it has changed our life. <laughs> so we're so good, grateful. Good,
1: good. And this is how we do it, Michelle. This is how we spread the word. You yeah. know, we tell a friend and you put in a podcast and you write a book. And every opportunity you have is like, you know, is sleep is deserving of respect and, and attention or a second look. You know? Absolutely. Then, like you said, there's no metal. No, but it's
0: You're an excellent
1: mother. You're staying up all night with your kid. Right. They're going to
0: listen for a second and then they're going to move on into their own lives. And you can
1: stay and suffer every day.
0: Yeah. I I, honestly, there is nothing, I I always say, like every mom kind of decides what they value the most for their lives and their children. and, And sleep has just always been paramount because it is, like you said. How did you say it before? It's it's not a pillar of health. It's a foundation, right? It's that...
1: very foundation.
0: Yeah. People
1: say, oh, you know, sleep is one of the pillars of good health, you know? No, sleep is the foundation. Yeah. You know, how can you keep a house without uh, a foundation, you know? Yeah. No, it's not one of the walls. It's the foundation. Right. It's like without sleep, you, you know, you won't eat as well as you should. It, it, mm-hmm. it, as you should, because you're gonna crave extra energy because you never recharge. So, we are a biological machine that reboots every night. If you don't reboot, something's gotta give. What is it gonna give? Yeah, you know. And the more that mount, the deficit mounts, and it become more and more sleep deprived. Trust me, the best version of you is not gonna come out. Your husband is
0: gonna look yeah. at you and he goes like, "What? You know? Yes. What are you looking at? Oh, yes." <laughs> Before sleep training, nothing said in the newborn period really counts. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know what I mean? Because that's yep. what people do. The sleep deficit it has a high price. It's yeah. very cost. it's gonna cost you physically, emotionally, intellectually. And it, and that and that mounts to the shame that's because you yelled at your kid or mm-hmm. you got irritated with your kid or your husband or the neighbor or the Starbucks guy. Yeah. But deep inside, you know, it's like I had a horrible night.
0: We all yeah. know. Yeah, if everyone's been there. Day, yeah,
1: It's like, it's not, you know, what sets you up for a good day. What sets you up for a good day is a good, restful night of sleep. And even more than that, when you do that for your child, it allows you as an adult to have a moment for yourself, mm-hmm. where you can have a meal, where you can make a phone call, whatever keeps your...
0: Uh, your um you're thankful yeah <laughs>
1: in a good place you know you have to have a moment whether it's a coffee or a, a glass of wine whatever it is give yourself that moment
0: i don't think you're any be better. yeah and i don't think any parent is going to sit there and be like oh man i'm i'm a little upset that i that my baby is sleeping through the night i feel you know once yeah, once you you're in been, it yeah. it feels have you so ever good heard that? no <laughs> It wasn't that easy. Yeah,
1: I just have to put it down and he goes
0: to sleep. It's it's really but incredible. I, you know, all the people like with you.
1: Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. It has nothing to do with luck, Michelle. No, it yeah. has to do what I call conscious parenting, where you know yourself and you know the kind of life you want to have, and you take the time to say, okay, I want to do this, and, and take the courage to take the first step. Plan it just like you and your husband did okay we're gonna make shifts so we're gonna do the next two weeks we're baby maybe yeah, we're,
0: we're taking the time to set up the rest of our lives okay the next two weeks
1: and, and you did it and once you do it you're proud of it it's like oh boy, i took the time to give our family this very important gift it just doesn't fall in your lap it has nothing to do with luck you it, know you yeah. have to concerned work and if
0: nothing, nothing this good comes in. That is exactly true. But you know what? It's, it's such a short blip in, you know, the, the, your life of being a parent of babies that it's, it's just worth the outcome of sleep for much longer. Just, just a couple weeks and you got this. You got this.
1: Out there, that is either too easy or too
0: difficult to do it. So, it's
1: not going to come. You know, the the days are going to become weeks and weeks are going to become months. It's not just one day your kid is going
0: to look at you. Oh, sure. You want me to go to bed? I'll go to bed. No. No. Oh, my God. No, you still it. They
1: drive uh, a hard heart. No, Mom, you told me. Gonna lay here with me
0: for an hour, two hours, three hours. Oh, yeah, that's that way to get into when you lay with your babies
1: for oh, we're gonna go to sleep okay. So, for the next five years, for long term, you're gonna be falling asleep uh, with your child if that's okay with you, sure.
0: Yeah, it's definitely things in life, too. But that's a
1: a, a topic
0: for another conversation. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely something that changes as they get older, but it, it just yeah. kind of sets the structure for your life. And I'm so grateful. And I could talk to you about this for literal hours of my day, but I know you have, you know, babies to, parents' lives yeah, to change and babies to get to, to sleep. Full of babies. Right. So, you know, one last thing that I like to do in every episode is ask for your best piece of solicited parenting advice? And I have a feeling it's going to have to do with sleep. <laughs> what is yeah. your best piece of parenting advice?
1: Well, I would say uh, don't do it unless you mean it, mm. okay? Is uh, prepare yourself, educate yourself on the importance of sleep. And then if you do decide that something that works for you your, or is something that you would like, to have in your life, which is that predictable bedtime, bedtime, and your baby having optimal sleep, and you having optimal sleep. Have a plan, okay? Follow through for at least three days. And the results of that uh, uh, consistent effort will show immediately. I love that. It will show yeah. immediately. It's so true. that's it. When you're ready, have a plan, follow through
0: the magic will happen. Oh my God. It's, it's so true. And she's not just saying this. It really is the truth. It really is. And I I can't thank you enough just for me and my family and just helping my friends and, you know, new moms that I know. And I want you to plug everything because I really think your books and resources are just incredible. So please plug all of your books and your website, your services, social media, everything.
1: Yes, uh, well, our books is 12 hours by 12 weeks uh, and uh, my latest book is Room to Grow, where you find all the information for kids older than 12 weeks. Our website is thebabycoach.com and uh, our Instagram is thebabycoachofficial. official okay. and uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or uh, you know, I think I put all of it.
0: I left all in the field with a room to grow. I can't wait to read that. that that. Yeah. I suggest you read the introduction and go
1: to the page of your, uh, the chapter of your child's age. Otherwise it's a very repetitive, Mm. but uh, it's an excellent source for you to navigate anything, illness, traveling, uh, naps, you know, it's, uh, uh, I'm very proud of it. So it's awesome. uh, We get really good information there. It was such a privilege talking to you. Michelle. Oh,
0: you're so sweet. I'm so 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 grateful that you came on today to to talk about this. This is just the most invaluable uh, information. So thank you so much for all of my sleep and for chatting with us. And mm-hmm. I again check out her book Room to Grow, and yeah, follow us on Instagram at Not Like a Regular Mom Podcast. Reach out to Susie at. Uh, the baby coach official on Instagram and I can't wait for you to sleep through the night (laughs) so thank you so much Susie
1: thank you honey it was a pleasure talking
0: to you thanks